0: Welcome to ForeverFit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, with your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Hey, thanks for tuning in to ForeverFit.tv. I'm Nicola Riley, your online personal nutrition and lifestyle trainer. It is absolutely bucketing down outside, so I'm all wrapped up nice and cosy with my herbal tea, a beautiful licorice, and it's got like dandelion, it's it's awesome. Having that, sipping on that while I'm talking to you right now, and even though it is raining outside, I have finished filming a primo workout for week five of... Bootcamp phase two I need to come up with a simpler way to say that <laughs> but that's what I've got at the moment if you've got a better name for me to call that then Ben thinks I should call it maintenance phase but I'm going with phase two because we're going to have phase three and that means we well, have got a recovery week in between and it just makes it nice and simple to remember but at the moment um, yeah so I've just finished filming Monday's workout of week five and even though it was raining outside it meant that we could get the workout done it was I was absolutely dripping by the end of it and my body feels fantastic right now and I heard a quote over the weekend and it was that not exercising is like taking a depressant <laughs> and exercising is like taking an antidepressant and that is so true. How often is it that you're just kind of feeling really sort of flat and dull and the moment you get some movement and you start exercising, it just improves your whole ho- overall mood, your emotions, boosts like your endorphin levels, serotonin levels and it just makes you feel fantastic. And so when there are those days that you are feeling you know, a bit flat or dull, just remember that quote, not exercising is like taking a presence. So imagine what happens when you exercise and you make exercise part of your daily routine. And if you know somebody that is, you know, feeling a little flat and it's constantly in a dull sort of mood, tell them that quote or send them in the right direction and get them moving their body. Because we... So often as well as we think that exercise has to be really complicated and it has to be this really hard workout but just the fact of getting outside, moving your body, getting some fresh air, walking does incredible things for your mood, your emotions, your hormones and everything. So just that simple act of moving more is so powerful for your body. Something I wanted to um, sh- share with you at the moment that I'm finding really quite cool in, um, my own training. Um, I, when I was at uni, I used to run all the time. I ran, um, I competed in some multi-sport events and I used to, running was my form of training that I'd do. And I just, I'd run five days a week and I'd run more and more and more and more. And, um, I loved it and I absolutely loved the, um, the way running made me feel. I loved, um, just getting outdoors, and this was when I didn't have my horse, I was down at uni, and this is what I used just to get that kind of feeling of getting outside. But then I um, unfortunately got, my knees were very dodgy, and I tore ligaments in my knee, and so that meant I couldn't run, and for ever since that, that was kind of, I don't know, two thousand and five maybe I, um, I've i always had dodgy knees from then and so when I found out I couldn't run that's when I got into cycling and that's when I got into teaching like RPM and teaching um, Les Mills classes because I wanted that kind of that exercise buzz but I couldn't run because any running over like 15 or 20 minutes my knees would ache and in particular my right knee and it would always ache inside my patella and um, it's always just been something that I have struggled with But then over the last three years, I guess, I have been incorporating um, more sprints and more walking into my life and um, then, um, I guess from the last year, I have also then gone into getting um, barefoot shoes, like I bought those New Balance Vibram soles and the barefoot shoes and in Italy I actually started running with, when I was... I've written actually um, for when Ben was over there. Um, I got a pair of just really cheap flat soled shoes just to protect my feet. There was nothing flash in them. They were like $10 shoes, flat shoes. And that's what I trained with when I was over there. And it was just barefoot shoes. And ever since doing that, I've been on a mission to improve my whole overall gait and the way that my body moves, my um, any imbalances that are happening in the, my hips and just improving the whole function of the way that my whole lower body moves, the way it squats and does everything. And now I'm able to, this has taken a period of a year, like doing lots of walking, like you've got to start off really gentle when you transition because I had, um, the only shoes that I could buy were the Asics shoes with the massive bridges in them and orthotics and so that's what I got given a long time ago because of my knee pain and I went and saw a whole lot of um, podiatrists and they put orthotics in my shoes to lift my sole of my foot up and correct my gait on especially on one side so this was what was given at that time but then I've done a lot of research into you know barefoot running and all the benefits of it and you don't have to look far to see how incredible barefoot running is for you but where a lot of people go wrong when they're transitioning from normal shoes to barefoot shoes, um, doing the vibrance is they just do it way too fast and they expect it to happen really quickly. And this is something that I have really taken the time and and the best place to start is to start with walking and to start and do a good six months just walking in barefoot shoes and just walk, 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 walk and just get your body used to that barefoot and just get rid of your heeled shoes and just get your body using the barefoot shoes and, um then over time, you're going to start to be building up the right muscles. But often people, they will suddenly be wearing shoes with all the support and then they'll go out and pound the pavements and do like a 30-minute run with barefoot shoes and your muscles will be telling you about that afterwards. And it's amazing the difference that it makes in your gait when you actually are running with barefoot shoes compared to um, shoes with heels and with arches. It completely changes your gait and completely changes the way that you walk. Anyway, so the moral of that story is that now I have am running a good half an hour once a week, and I've got no pain in my knees. My form is going really good. I'm sprinting once a week, and this is all coming into the programs that you're seeing in the online gym. Just how um, you know, if you are starting with running, you'll see that I have put programs in the online gym about how to build your running strength up gradually, and how you get your body used to running, and it, it, you've got to give your body time to adapt to running because muscles improve their strength much faster than ligaments. Muscles improve their strength 10 times faster than any ligaments. So you can get a muscle strong by, you know, in 10 weeks, but then it takes. Um, sorry you can get a muscle strong in a couple of weeks but then it takes 10 times that amount of time to get your ligaments used to that work so this is why it's so important when you do get into running or doing any sort of impact sports that you allow your body and your ligaments to adapt and to get used to this new movement so if you have sort of been thinking about this whole barefoot craze that's happening out there and, and you're reading into it and knowing finding out um you know, should you do it do go into it really gently and give your body the time to adjust and allow your body to adapt because it is so powerful what will happen when you do it the right way. And I'm just loving it. And I can't wait to go buy another pair of these Vibram shoes. <laughs> they're awesome. And they're not the shoes of the toes because they're kind of freaky. But I do want a pair of those with the toes. But New Balance brought out a pair of Vibram shoes. that It's just a sole so it protects your foot. But it's just a flat sole. And so I walked literally for... Good, every, every day I've be been walking and I'm still walking every day it's a 30 minute walk each day with the dog but then I add sprints to my week and now my run has in, um, increasing in distance and doing things like foam rolling and some specific stretches and things for my glutes and releasing muscles and just getting bringing my whole body into balance and doing things correctly and taking my time with it and it's awesome and it, it's, you know, I've spent... Um, 10 years thinking I I wouldn't be able to run again and um, just when I'm taking the time and doing things right I'm actually able to bring my body back and be able to run over that 20 minute mark which I wasn't able to do so that's very cool and I thought I'd share that with you if you have been sort of you know you might have read an article or read something about the barefoot running and wondering you know if that's something that's worth trying or um, how do you do it properly. And I will write an article on this in future, just to explain um, a bit more about it. And I'm no physio or podiatrist or anything like that, but there's plenty of sites out there where you can read all about the um, benefits of the barefoot running. And I know I have heard somewhere with uh, studies that happen when when you are running, and if you're running with, say, arched, so with shoes with heels, apparently. When you compare that to barefoot running, there's actually you end up activating more muscles and more ligaments with the barefoot running. And when you do that, you're actually taking um, your your knees are getting less shock versus when they have um, you know shoes with heels and with the absorption of the bottom of shoes because your running form improves through your ligaments and through your muscles, it actually creates less impact through your joints and through your knees. Apparently, Don't quote me on that. But I have heard that from quite a few different people. And I guess that's why. It's so powerful with your barefoot running. But there has been. Um, like if you go to the Vibram site. Which Vibram is a brand that's really huge. In the barefoot shoes. They're actually um, going through a massive court case. At the moment with. Um, the Just some claims about. Um, the benefits of. Vibram shoes and things. And that's that 's just where people have um, taken things a bit too literally, and that suddenly putting on barefoot shoes are going is going to improve your running within a few weeks and it 's just common sense that you 've got to give your body some time to um, adjust some time to get fitter, get stronger, and like anything, don't rush into things. You've got to give your body time to adapt and time to change. It's just you. The difference between running on tar seal to running on grass to running on sand is completely different. There's there's so many different factors involved, and you don't you know if you're used to running on the road and then you go run on the sand, it doesn't take long for you to realize that your calves and different muscles have been woken up. So when you suddenly change from shoes that have some shock absorption and some heels and then you go to some barefoot shoes, there's a whole lot of little micro little changes that have to, have to happen in your body and so you want to give your body time to adjust to those, so Yeah, I will write a post on that just to give you a bit more insight into my journey of that at some stage. But yeah, if you do, you you don't have to look far on the old World Wide Web to find articles about barefoot running and different people um, talking about it. So that's my way experience with it, and I'm loving it. But I have taken my time, and I have done it really gently and over time. And I'm slowly getting all my other heeled shoes. Uh, wearing out so just by default all my shoes that I buy in the future are going to be barefoot shoes anyway so I've moved away from the one shoe that I always thought I had to buy was a, a shoe with a big arc in the middle and the big solid um, heel and Asics were the only ones that were doing that at that time and those were pretty pricey shoes and they were the only shoes that I was that um, I could buy for I don't know four or five years um, yeah, so heading away from that now, which is pretty cool. Um, Something I wanted to also talk this week, just going on from a topic I talked about last week, which was um, vegan versus paleo and like who's right, what's the best way to be eating. And um, it just made me think this week I wanted to explain more about um, like listening to your body and listening to cravings. So if, for example, you are in the um, eating more of a paleo diet and you're eating more of a meat-based diet, but then suddenly you're you starting to get more cravings towards eating more vegetables, and you feel like you're starting to need more carbs, start to really get to understand what's going on in your body, and vice versa. Say you are um, vegan or vegetarian, but then you do sort of start to get some cravings of that. You need some like eggs, or you need some. More dense, nutrient dense foods, those cravings are something that should be listened to. And I interviewed um, Leah Keith from The Vegetarian Myth. And um, there's been a lot of, like, I've read a lot of different articles out there of like vegetarians who, or people who may have been vegetarians for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, but then suddenly their body starts to go, okay, I need some, I need some protein of some sort and I need something like this or vice versa somebody might be on a more of a meat-based diet but then they're like I need some more um you know fruit my body's wanting more fruit or something along these lines and there are certain cravings that you shouldn't listen to so like sugar cravings or junk food cravings those are the ones that are um obviously something's imbalanced and something's not right but then there are some cravings that when it 's when you want to trust your instincts and trust your own intuition and don 't get caught into thinking that because you 've chosen this method or this um, category to slot yourself into, so you believe that this is your this is what you are, but understand that your body changes and your needs change and You might be sitting more in a protein type diet at the moment. This might be where your metabolic type is. But then over time your body does change and things do change. Or you might always be that type of diet. But my point is don't get caught into thinking that it always stays the same. You want to be open to knowing what your body needs at certain stages of life. And this kind of goes into a post that I've been writing about in the online gym this week, all about fertility. And um, Dr. Weston A. Price, he went around all the different cultured cultures around the world and he looked at all their diff- traditional diets and what they all had in common. And it didn't matter where they sat in terms of the foods that they ate. Some might be, some were like a vegan vegetarian diet, some were like a no-vegetable diet and a high-protein fat diet. Some were like a low-fat diet, some ate grains, some didn't eat grains, but all of them had these common threads that lied in between them, and they all had really nutrient-dense foods. And when it came to fertility, the diets increased, in the they, they increased the diet for the woman to make sure that those diets had really high amounts of vitamins A, D and K and that the women were getting really high nutrient dense diets. And so say if they were following like a vegetarian diet, if they were heading into pregnancy, they would then be providing them with more foods that contain those high nutrients. And so my point of sharing that is that there may be times in your life where you need to source those sorts of nutrients from foods and it's about making sure you find the foods that sit right for you to be able to provide your body with nutrients and this is where it's about making sure that you are you're always looking at food about how can I get enough micronutrients into my body how can I get all this incredible nutrients that my body needs and what's the best food source to provide my body with this And so instead of putting yourself into a category and saying, I can't eat this and I can't eat that, think, okay, what does my body need? And where is the best possible source for this? And so that always means real food, and it's real food that's right for you. So, And then just understanding um, at certain times your body does change. So again, just come back. Don't get caught into the fact that you're sitting in this sort of... um, perimeter or a certain bracket and that's where you're always going to be like our bodies are constantly changing what we need is changing on a day-to-day basis our metabolism's improving or not improving your um history or your gut function all these things are always changing and adapting and so getting really in tune with what your body needs is so powerful so just staying open to um, listening to your body and eating foods that are right for you is just really important um, then the other thing that I wanted to talk to you today about so the main topic for today is all about um, interval training and how certain sort of training affects um, your body in different ways and I just like the a really powerful way for your for you to get the most bang for your buck and the most out of your training is to include interval training and this is a lot of what the principles of the online gym are all about and what I try and include into your training so that you do your training with really short workouts but the workouts are really smart and efficient so that you aren't wasting your time and you're getting the most results out of the effort that you're putting into it so one of the most powerful ways for you to exercise and burn body fat is via interval training and there are heaps of different ways that you can tr- um, train with intervals and there are certain protocols that are really really good for burning body fat and the way that interval training works is that it it affects your like physiology and your hormones in a different way to say like long distance cardio so the one thing that's really important to understand is that Um, burning body fat is different to losing weight and so interval training and is really good for burning body fat and so that's what I'm talking about is burning body fat so not necessarily getting obsessed over the scales and um, about losing weight this is about burning body fat turning your body into a fat burner so that you aren't always relying on carbs so there's um uh, and so interval training is really good at helping your body use, get into your fat stores and helping them to shrink down in size and helping your body learn how to use fat to fuel you and provide you with energy. So what is interval training? Interval training is bouts of high-intensity work with low-intensity training. So the time varies with the amount, depending on the workout that's ahead of you and and what sort of workout you're doing. But For example, say if you were on a bike, you would start off at like a steady state and then you would do a two-minute block of work with, say, 20 seconds of sprinting and then you would have a... um, another block of like low intensity and then you might do 20 seconds of sprinting again. So on every 2nd, 4th, 6th, 8th and 10th minute you might do 20 seconds of sprinting, so that's one style of training. Interval training can be done like on a bike, can be done on just your feet, so sprinting can be done swimming, stairs, rowing, again on any sort of equipment, even skipping is a form of interval training. So if you were running, it would be like a combination of sprinting with jogging, sprinting with jogging, sprinting with jogging, or even walking in between. And it's about understanding what your sprint is, so what your top intensity is. So if you were to jog, and if you were to go, and if a jog for you is the same speed as um, so the jog for you was like a real high intensity, but it was like a jog speed for somebody else, but this was your sprint, then that's what you're aiming for. You are wanting to go for what is your high intensity. So it's about of your high intensity mixed with bouts of low intensity. and it, this sort of training is what increases your fitness overall. So the key is it's about your high intensity. So where you get the huge benefits from with this sort of intensity is about spending really short bursts of time in a maximum possible capacity. So this is about going all out. It's not about, you know, just going half pace. It's, it's, it's You've got to be gutsy and you've got to be willing to push your body all out at that big capacity. The more time you spend in a maximum capacity... The fitter you'll get, you're going to get, and the more body fat that you'll burn. So, it's about doing bursts of training. So, often you might hear into a training called burst training, and it's a similar thing it's about bursts of high intensity. Because um, the reason it works is because there's no way that you can t- obtain the intensity of a 10 second sprint for, say, two to three minutes. And the key is getting that maximum intensity is much more possible over 10 seconds than, say, two, three minutes. And the key is to sprint really hard, then recover and repeat. So when you use these different protocols, it's, it's these different strategies that is going to get the maximum intensity. so this is why in the online gym we do, like, sprint training as well as HIIT training and we use different combinations of like stairs or um, flat work or some of them might be two minute sprints, or some might be 20 second sprints. I'm always mixing them up. So 10 second sprints is an example and this is why we combine this with the two minute sprints. And Some intervals um, might be two minutes long for example and they, that might mean that you're going at 80% of your maximum running speed but then over time that's going to increase um, the intensity that you're able to put into those two minutes. is going to increase, but then the next week might be doing 10-second sprints and the speed and the turnover of your legs is going to be increasing as you mix in that variety. So the fitter you become, the less recovery you need, but the more repetitions that you're likely to be able to do. And so there are heaps of ways that you can do interval training The key is to just to try and get onto the habit of making it happen each week. And this is where you're going to start to get some huge results in your body. It's one of the most powerful ways to get you burning body fat. So when it comes to fat burning, there are a few things that you want to understand. When you produce a whole lot of lactic acid, there are pathways in your body that prevent fat being used as fuel. When that happens, this actually affects the ability of your cells to use fat as fuel. So, but what you want is your body to be burning fat, you, so you actually need oxygen to come, coming through. So this is why um, cardio and low-intensity, long-duration training got its reputation for fat burning. Quite simply because your body is able to use oxygen, so you're able to have a conversation using oxygen and it's fat burning. So this is why um, it, yeah, the old-school approach to fat burning was that low-intensity cardio, quotes, <laughs> it was the way. But there is a better way for you to be burning body fat. So that's why you might get confused and thinking that running just nice, slow, long running um, is a good way to burn body fat, but there's a better way. So um, the, However, in saying that, Walking and walking or anything that you can hold hold a conversation at is a fantastic thing that you want to make sure that you're getting into your week. So when you combine lots of low intensity, so there's a difference between walking and say running and then sprinting. What you're wanting is the extreme. So you're wanting to have low intensity walking with sprinting. And so when you combine these two into your week, this is when you're going to get the the magic happening and starting to get the results on your body. And then maybe once a week you're going to do like a nice steady state run. This is where you can improve your running distance and improve your running strength. But you don't need to be doing like cardio every day or running every day because that's a waste of time. And that can actually have some negative effects as well. So the way intervals work, uh, more so than say steady state cardio, is that Um, uh, is the way that it affects your hormones in your body. So interval training, because of its intensity, increases three different types of hormones, and these are crucial for helping you to burn body fat. So when you do interval training, you increase growth hormone. And and growth hormone happens from high-intensity training. The more growth hormone you have circulating in your blood, it is going to increase the amount of fat cells that you're using. So it specifically releases fatty acids from their stored form and this is where the fat cells are able to circulate into your blood and they're able to be used as as a fuel source. So this is what happens when you do high intensity interval training, you get that release of growth hormone. The other thing that happens is you get catecholamines. So this is your epinephrine and norepinephrine or adrenaline and noradrenaline hormones. And these are similar to growth hormone and these get your fat cells released. They circulate in the blood and they're able to be used as, if, as a fuel source. The other thing that happens from that short burst intense training is cortisol cortisol helps to break down the fat and it's used for different energy reserves in your body so in the short term short burst training is fantastic for helping you to activate those fat stores and for you to be able to use them versus if you were doing um say long steady runs this is where you need carbohydrates and this is this is why often after you've done say cliche cardio training you just really need um you need carbs and you're craving carbs, and why often endurance um, when you do lots of endurance work, you're just needing to make sure you've got lots of carbohydrates in your, di- in your diet. However, when you do sprint training and interval training, you're teaching your body to become fat adapted, you're getting all these hormonal responses. And so, often, say if you do like a nice, cruisy workout, or say you do a, a cardio workout and you're just sort of working at 70 to 80% in that cardio workout, do a wee experiment with yourself. So do a workout like that. And after that workout, you're most likely going to be hip, wanting to have carbs and craving sort of sugar. But if you were to do, say, a cardio state workout, but then finish that workout with a spike in a sprint and getting that, that hormonal response, so the growth hormone, the catecholamines, the cortisol, that huge spike, then you're going to your body Or burn some body fat, and so you're gonna um, suppress that need for your carbs and your sugars, and you're getting you're telling your body to burn body fat. So this is why it's so powerful to be doing interval training in your week versus doing a whole lot of like steady state cardio. So these three hormonal responses are really powerful for making your body burn fat as fuel, and so interval training increases the amount of um, norepinephrine, epinephrine epinephrine, and growth hormone and And these are the things that help you break down fat as fuel. And so when you combine that with the right training, interval training, sorry, when you combine that with the right food and nutrition, interval training can be a really powerful way for you to burn body fat. Whereas if you're constantly doing steady state cardio and you're constantly eating and craving carbs... You're never teaching your body to get into its fat stores and you're never allowing your body to become fat adapted and getting it burning what you're actually after it to burn because you're constantly just affecting your hormones in the wrong way and you're just like it's a vicious cycle and then you think you need to do more and more cardio and that whole um, calories in versus calories out and just trying to do more and more exercise doesn't necessarily work. So You don't have to train hard every single day. The key is to combine interval training with lots of walking and strength training. And this is what gets the right hormonal responses in your body and enhances your body's ability to burn body fat. And this is why I have all of these things in the online gym and why I have, there's over um, 15 programs in the online gym now all Doing um, all perfectly periodized for no matter what your current training is at the moment. So you might be just starting. And so there's um, light workouts combined with some gentle yoga, some uh, walking and some interval training that helps get you fitter at your current stage. Or you might be doing phase two of boot camp number one right now with me and we've just finished like an extreme workout today. We've got sprints on a Thursday, power yoga on a Wednesday with a long run on a Saturday. All combined with rest days and recovery and good quality nutrition. You've got the menus and meal plans in the online gym as well. And so all of these things, uh, I guess this is just the the reasons behind why... um, I have these programs, why they are all you know, thought out and why they get results is because they're perfectly um, designed and periodized so that you aren't overtraining, so that you're getting all bang for your buck, so that you're not... Um, you- you know wasting your time with your training because it can be really confusing to know what sort of training is the right thing to do and where you um, you know is more better what you know what what, what on earth do I do to help myself burn body fat and this is why hit style training is so fantastic and things like the extreme combined with yoga and everything so um yeah, so that is the topic for today, all discussed in detail. So if you haven't, if you are struggling with your training and you're not sure what sort of training to be doing, or if you're somebody who's always been um, thinking, you know, cardio training or steady state cardio, or you've always been a runner and you're sort of struggling to shift a few pounds or kgs, I don't know why I said pounds, <laughs> one of those things, um and you're just struggling to shift if you um, you know, get your body burning body fat, then try the interval training. Try the HIIT style workouts. You don't need any equipment. You just do them in your living room, and you combine that with lots of low-intensity movement and combine it with the right diet, and that's where all the magic starts to happen. But it's always about finding what works for you, and that's why there's all the different um, different programs that you can choose from. So, <laughs> That is all for this week. Um, I've got to mention what's new in the online gym this week. So new, I have got, um, I've been doing, starting a whole fertility series in the online gym. So talking all about, um, you know, diet to improve fertility, how to improve hormones, sleep to improve fertility, um, how foods for um, pregnancy, foods for improving... Um, chances of getting pregnant and f- foods, and then I'll be going into foods for um, uh, um, newborns and through you know, all basically through the whole series from conception through to raising a child, just everything that um, I'm learning along the way because I'm getting to that stage of my life. So, just sharing what I'm learning as I go, and so that's all in the online gym this week. So, check out all the new posts there and all the new workouts too so we've got brand new extreme workout just filmed and a new hit workout this week and a power yoga finished off with some sprints and some endurance work and then we're going to be heading into another recovery week so every five weeks we've got a recovery week and then we hit another phase of training and then we start the 21 day yoga retreat so this is an online yoga retreat and I've started filming some of those workouts, so that's going to be exciting, going to include like meal plans, and it's all about detoxing, rebooting, cleansing, recovering, rebuilding adrenals, just getting the body feeling really fantastic over 21 days before the next boot camp kicks off, right before we head into summer over this side of the world, so... Lots going on, everything you need to help yourself get in shape. Um, If you've got any topics that you want me to discuss on next week's episode, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Otherwise, I will talk to you really soon. See you later. The materials and content in this podcast are there to educate and to inform. There's no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, I encourage you to discuss your options with your health care provider who knows your condition and your health history. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience and conclusions. Nicola Riley encourages you to make your own.